With the first pick in the 2008 WNBA draft, the Los Angeles Sparks select Candace Parker. With the first pick in the 2011 WNBA draft, the Minnesota Lynx select Maya Moore from the University of Connecticut. edition your bi-weekly WNBA podcast brought to you by Sports Ethos and Outlet Pass. My name is Corey Rausch. I am a contributor and board member for Outlet Pass covering the WNBA and MNBA. I am joined as always by Chris Engram, a fellow board member at Outlet Pass. Chris, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. We're getting to the end of the week. We're getting to the end of the season somehow it feels like. I think each team only has about five or so games left so it's weird to think that we're that close to the playoffs, that close to the end. It feels like the season's been going on forever, but also like it just started. So definitely weird. And it's also weird because only one team has been eliminated so far. So it feels like even though we're basically at the end, other than like the sky having something of a comfortable lead, not even a comfortable lead anymore because it's only one game for the, right. for the one team. But like, you know what I mean? It's like there's the top like three teams that I'm, I feel comfortable about where they are. Then four and five, I feel like we'll end up in some way, and then like mm-hmm. the bottom. But a lot to figure out over the next coming weeks. But before we get into that, uh, obviously we're recording on Thursday, so I uh, have to touch on the Brittany Griner news. Uh, today she was sentenced to nine years, which I, before even getting into how ridiculous that is, I, I didn't realize how quickly, because I'm so used to the American judicial system, where uh, I didn't think sentencing and like, Usually you're like they announce the verdict and then sentencing is some amount of time later in America. The mm-hmm. fact that they came within like it felt like within minutes of each other was kind of wild mm-hmm. and a lot to keep up with. Um, obviously, terrible news, but like I, I don't know, maybe I, I feel like I'm reacting to this differently than I've seen a lot of people react to it today. I'm not like, and maybe this is just fatalistic of me. I just assumed this was always going to be the case and this was going to happen before we got her back. So, like, there was no world where I thought we were going to get good news from them. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. so I'm not devastated in that regard. Like, I'm I'm no no further devastated, right? Like, I've been very upset about this the entire time. And, I mean, the amount that she's been there already is far too long. And I figured they were going to keep her there as long as they needed to to get whatever leverage or political prisoner or anything like that from us. So yeah, it's obviously awful, but I guess I'm going to take today. I'm going to try to take today as the positive sign of that part is done. So now Mm -hmm. that they've finished whatever sham of a trial, this is, we can get to the point where we are able to make a deal with them to get her back. Right. I I don't, I, I, I don't want to speak for you. Is there really anything else to say on that topic? I, I don't, I, I mean, I feel like we've talked about it 
a lot and obviously it's very important to talk about but I feel like until we get to the point where we're getting her back there's there's not a lot new I'm kind of with you on the same page about that it's just like it's not the news no one wanted to wake up to and the only comfort was like seeing her healthy and yeah and from what ESPN and everyone else is saying like like you said it was expected but just the fact to wake up and see that news first thing in the morning like nine years like it should never even got to that so it's kind of like what you said it's like okay that's been done okay I needed her on a plane yesterday like yeah yeah and like I I think that it's like it's it's upsetting because of you hear the years and you're like well like that because we're trying to compute it in the way that it would be processed here but their judicial system is obviously very different and I just you can talk about how how few people get necessarily fair trials in America, but that was just never going to be the case there. I felt like it was always performative. So it's just, it's, it's an awful situation and, and we need her back soon. And, I, and not just her, we need like all of like the other people that they're wrongfully detaining. Like, obviously I want her back here because we're familiar with her, but I, I do think it's shining a light on the fact that it takes being a celebrity of some sort to get even the momentum that, 160 days maybe when things start happening and that's what's crazy right like uh, just uh, we don't have to get into geopolitics on this podcast but the long and short of it is that everything is a mess and just free bg yep um other than that there's not a ton going on you guys did a really good job uh, early on the week kind of covering everything that's been going on with the injuries and and the sparks of it all with with bailey's Liz Cambage situation. I don't think, I think the only news really since then uh, there's, I, I know we're not really a college podcaster, but we'd be remiss if we didn't mention the page Becker's injury. Uh, just a bummer, right? Like I, you can speak to that more than I can, obviously as a, I don't really watch college, but I, I obviously know who Paige is. And I think that the work that she's done, like getting as many NIL deals as she has and things like that is kind of like setting the course for a bunch of other players in that realm which yeah. is fun, like impressive to me. Um, as a UConn fan, I'm sure you're bummed as well. What 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 do you think about the – just kind of talk to me about Paige Beckers and, and what this means for UConn this year and, like, what this means for her. I, I know that she – what, still after this year will have one year of eligibility, so it's not even like this isn't the end for her, but it's still just definitely sad. Well, yeah, she would actually have two. Um, oh, okay. Because she would – she's missing this whole year. Oh, so um, she can redshirt. Mm-hmm. But okay. uh, yeah, it was it was definitely like a pain felt throughout the the college world. Um, because even if you're not a UConn fan, I mean, Paige is a generational talent. I mean, yeah. uh, just seeing her out there, it's it's definitely going to be not seeing her out there is going to be different for for fans and non fans and the whole March Madness. But UConn. They, they will be all right. Uh, they went 15 and four last year without her when she missed those few games. And the talent that they brought in, yeah, they are freshmen, but <laughs> they are top of the class. So they can figure it out. And it's not about, you know, losing in the beginning, it's about losing, you know, in the end. So, yeah, that's be right. all right. But it's definitely a blow to, to women's college basketball. Yeah, someone like me who kind of just watches it for the names that I'm looking forward to seeing in the W one day, 
and just watching good basketball. It's a bummer because she's like, we, we've been talking about these draft classes for the next two to three years for a while. And she's obviously part of that. So mm-hmm. I just hope for the best for her. I, I, I just want her to be able to kind of, like you said, I, like, even though I don't watch, I know that the, the reputation of generational talent is not unfounded. So I'd like to see her be able to kind of be everything that she can be. So definitely wish her a speedy recovery. Uh, and then the only other news of the week was Odyssey Sims signed with the Sun. Uh, they waived Keanu Williams from her hardship and brought in Odyssey Sims. I'm excited for this. I don't know that it'll take. I don't know if they can keep her for the postseason. I, I don't know enough about how the salary cap works. Mm-hmm. I would like to think that they would because I think that she's kind of a, a perfect fit for what they're looking for in that role. I was kind of surprised that she lasted this long on the market as is. Same. I, like, she's just a solid veteran guard and mm-hmm. I like it's interesting to me to see her reunited with Courtney Williams from all the stuff that happened last year in Atlanta I know that they were not necessarily like the two main people connected to it but that was certainly a volatile locker room last year so uh, it'll be interesting to see obviously that she's going to a pretty veteran laden locker room with the sun with John Paul Jones coming up in MVP and Alyssa Thomas having another triple double I could not mention it on the pod so um it'll be interesting I I I'm increasingly more optimistic about my team's chances of at least getting to a little bit further in the playoffs than maybe some think. I, I just don't necessarily think that anyone is knocking off the sky, but I do think that this is the kind of move that if you're trying to shore up maybe a run to the to the semifinals, this is a, a good move for the team. Anyway, to the playoffs. We, we have a couple weeks left, like I said. Every team has about five games left. And really the focus at this point, like obviously – with a game separating uh, the Sky and the Aces, there's some intrigue there. The Sun are only a game back from that. And then the Storm and the Mystics are essentially – well, they're currently actually tied for the for the four seed right now. So, obviously, I think those teams were all pretty confident that they'll end up in some order in that five range. I don't think mm-hmm. that – I mean, obviously, I, I think it's only a four-game gap with Dallas there. So, they could if Washington, would, Washington or Seattle would lose out and Dallas would win out. But – I don't think any of us are betting on, on the Dallas Wings doing something like that. So, um, You know, I will bet on them if Arike stays out. Well, you, you would – I guess that's fair. They, who, they Didn't they beat your team the other day without Arike? They did. They play better without it. I think a lot of people agree with that. <laughs> yeah, I, so I try not to watch them at all costs, which is funny if it lines up that as of right now. Uh, they would be playing my team in the first round. So I guess I would be forced to watch them, but that's interesting. I, I, I've kind of always had that suspicion, but it's interesting seeing it come to kind of fruition in front of us. Right. And I think we, we've always said, like, if she can play team ball and they're able to play with her, then the Dallas Queens can can do a little something, but they seem to work well without her. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, as of today, we're actually at, my favorite possible outcome for what the playoffs would be. If I'm being completely honest, uh, I think that uh, getting Dallas, Atlanta, and New York into the postseason and eliminating Phoenix and Los Angeles is for, for me, aesthetically is the, is the best possible outcome. Obviously I'd like to see Minnesota get in there just for one final run with Sill. And I, I think mm-hmm. that that's becoming like, I mean, I, I just don't think that that's something we're going to see, but that, that still is kind of a bummer to see this be the way that her final season is ending. But um I think it's kind of cool that the Liberty have rebounded in a way that they have. I mean, there's still five games under 500, not exactly 
the season they were hoping for, but to see them kind of get back into that playoff mix off of some insane play by Sabrina Ionescu. What are you, what is your thoughts on the race for the final, like two spots? If, if we're Dallas is only a game ahead of them or a game and a half or something like that ahead of them, but I feel like we're pretty confident Dallas is going to get in as well. What are your thoughts on those final, like two to three playoff spots? Yeah. I, I, w- I would think Dallas would get in as well. It's just, I don't, I'm still unsure about New York. I'm still, you know, if Sabrina doesn't play like she has been, then I can't really go for them. Yeah. Um, in LA, yeah, I'm, I'm out on, I'm out yeah. on. Yeah. <laughs> I just think New York is extremely fun to watch, right? They, like the way they play aesthetically with some of the passers on the team is just my kind of, of basketball that I enjoy watching. So even if I don't, I think they're very flawed, obviously. And then mm-hmm. some of that is, missing Laney for basically the entire season and and just all of the issues they've dealt with there. But I, I think they'd be fun to watch in the postseason. I'd like to see them get in. I think that Atlanta and Dallas are definitely better than them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just, uh, it, like, I, I obviously said I'm, I'm watching Phoenix tonight because they're playing Connecticut. But if I could just not watch Phoenix or LA for the rest of the year, I'd be I'd be totally fine with that. I'm, I'm done on their seasons. They're just, everything around them this year has been messy and, unfun and and just just I, I guess interesting for all the wrong reasons is the best way to put it right like even whenever they're figuring things out it looks ugly and oftentimes they're just not figuring things out and then you have like the mess that is like dt headbutting people or sophie cunningham stuff or Derek fisher or liz cambage and it's just been I feel bad for bailey because becca's having a great year and it's gonna go mostly unrecognized because mm-hmm. They're atrocious. Yeah, it's yeah. The word would definitely be interesting, but I would love to see Skylar Diggins spit back in the playoffs uh, again. Like, yeah, the way she's been playing, like I can I can watch that forever. But the rest I can do without. That's what I mean, right? Like, I love I love Skylar, and you're right. She's been like I, I think she's almost a lock for first team All W. You can make an argument that she's been the best guard in the league this year, but. I just the rest of the team is just a really tough watch and unless they like not that I do not necessarily want this but like unless you're like a marketing person that's hoping to find a way for them to say the storm would move up to three and Phoenix could get the seven and then you could see oh no that it would have to be three six so no there's no way that I was like you know they want to try to write a way to get Diana versus Subert in the playoffs but I I don't see any way that's happening. I don't want it either, Krista. Do not get me wrong. I'm just saying. It, I don't know that there's a single series that I'd want to watch Phoenix in, but mm-hmm. I guess you could try to sell me on something like that. If I had to watch them in the postseason, I would just rather them not be there. And I think we're probably going to get what we want with them. Like, I think that I don't think this is a hot take saying I expect the Sun to kind of take care of business tonight and, and, and put them to sleep. And then. At that point, they're a game. They fall a whole another game out. Like right now, they're at a tie for that seven spot with Atlanta and New York. But mm-hmm. I think another loss could be pretty crippling. Yeah, and I also think uh, just going off of the game tonight that's about to come on. I think Connecticut has been playing really good the last few games, and I was definitely like iffy about them. Yeah, they're they're weird. The <laughs> They dig themselves into holes early, mm-hmm. and then I don't know what it. I don't know like 
it takes a while for the defense to wake up, I guess. I don't know. Like they, they're, they're, they have long bouts of anemic offense. Like the game against Phoenix the other day was exceptionally low scoring and not exactly pleasing basketball to watch. But then you turn around, they win by double digits, and it seems like that's what they're doing. Other than the, the loss to, I believe, your sky, I think they've won like five out of six or something like that. They, they look, definitely look more comfortable. They look like how they did at the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like. Come the off season, I will have even more hot takes that I only currently unload on Bailey and the DMs about where I think my team should go from here. But Alyssa Thomas has been absolutely phenomenal, yes. and that goes a long way, right? I think that it's not even about statistical output; it's more just about like getting other people in places to succeed. Because that's like the most fun I've had watching her is whenever she's fun- functioning as like the the elbow passer or something like that and finding like mm-hmm. cutting a Dewana, uh, cutting Dewana Bonner or rolling Bree Jones or Courtney Williams at, at the high post. Like I just, there's the more that the ball goes through her hands as an offensive initiator, the more like everything seems to click a little bit more. While I think that there are a lot of mouths to feed and it, at times can be uncomfortable whenever you're seeing um, whatever issues that John Quill Jones is having, early in games and that's mostly where it is right is that it's it's being forced to her early and it's not exactly clicking but then once everything kind of gets into a groove every everyone kind of balances out so i don't know i i like i said earlier i like my team's chances at maybe winning a series or two mm-hmm. but I, I i still think that your team is is just a little bit better but here we are yeah, well, I mean, you never know. Like I said, they look good the last few games. And, I mean, the Sky are the best example as clicking and, and winning at the right time. So, you never know. Yeah, and what's been going on with your team? I know Candace Smith was missing some time, but how do you feel about where they're at right now? Kind of not – I don't want to say coming back to the pack because they're still, like, the number one seed, and I still think that they'll be able to hold off Vegas. But are you still as – I know that your your move is to always pick them no matter what, but are you still as without a doubt confident as you were? Or are you kind of like frustrated with where they're at right now? Kind of take me through where you're at with your team. I'm definitely still confident, but it's it's just the fact that it's like little things, like the turnovers, the quick shots, like when it works, it works. When it doesn't, it doesn't. And it's just it's just some things that that are going on right now that's not gonna fly for the defending champs if they want to run it back yeah yeah it's it's and like we got spoiled last year we're seeing them kind of figure that all out right at the right time so i guess it's Mm -hmm. easy to assume that they will do that again but the issue is they may have to do that again right is in the sense that like if they don't it, it like the way they've been playing like not constantly but enough is enough to give you a little bit of pause because like before like Two weeks ago, I was like, oh, yeah, they're 100% winning it. Now I'm like, eh. there's a little <laughs> bit of room for doubt. Yeah. But I'm, I am say all this to say that my team is playing you on Sunday, and I'm like, we have beat you all year. I don't think it's going to start there. So uh, there's no reason for me to talk too much trash when I know the L's coming. <laughs> yeah, but, you never know, though. You never know. That's true. I just – what well, we went to overtime, and, and without when you guys didn't have Candace, and we still lost, so – yeah, we were on like a nine oh run and overtime. <laughs> yeah, it was it, we went from being up and I think we were up seven and then ended up losing, which is crazy to do that in overtime, to go from up like that to down like that, but it was just one of those games. Um 
But yeah, before we, anything else you wanted to touch on before we get out of here for the week? Um, no, just tune in to these next, uh, these last few games because it is definitely going to be a wild ride. Yeah, I think by by the time we come back Monday, obviously, I know that's only a few days, but I was looking at the schedule ahead. There's a lot of like head to heads for those teams that are in the back half of the playoff race. So those those games essentially count as double for what we're talking about here, right? It's, mm-hmm. it's a way to kind of create some breathing room. And if and if enough go the one way, I think by the time we talk uh, the beginning of next week, we'll kind of know where things stand. And I'll finally be able to do a playoff preview for my Connecticut Sun. I've been wanting to like start getting to work on it, but it feels like the team they play changes every other day. So I can't really go too far on it, but it, it'll be interesting to see where everything irons out. Definitely. Cool. Well, that does it for this week. We will be back uh, next week here on Rebel Edition. You can follow me at Polytoad Hoops, and you can find Carissa at Carissa Engram. Bailey will be back with us next week. Uh, definitely like, subscribe, rate, and review this podcast wherever you get your podcasts. You can also follow Outlet Pass BB on Twitter for all of your coverage of the MNBA and WNBA, and we will catch you next week on Rebel Edition.